Hey, what's good, my amazing friends? This is Sarah Grace, and you are listening to The Remedy. Hey, hey, I am so stoked to be back with you guys in studio again this week. Last week's show, you guys, about the rod of God, the wrath of God really stirred the pot. Well, I mean, (laughs) it seems like no matter what show, whatever the content is, someone someone's pot gets stirred. And I guess I am just stirring all the pots. (laughs) Anyway, ain't no thing but a chicken wing to me. But there are several people on one of the posts, um, the promotional posts about the show that um, they kept uh, wanting to argue with me about the show. And all they did was read the promo about the beginning of the show None of them actually took the time to listen to the show. They just somehow the graphic, the infographic or, you know, the uh, half of a paragraph of explanation that kind of leads people in, you know, the little promo at the top. Anyway, so silly, so silly. But they kept arguing uh, amongst each other and then trying to like, you know, they wanted to draw me in to engage with them and uh, in battle. <laughs> and I didn't take uh, the bait of those trolls. But any, at any rate, they somehow knew better than me, even though they didn't even listen to the episode and their uh, arguments about the episode or against the episode. They didn't even listen to it, you know? <laughs> so it's like, man, in fact, this one guy just said, you know what, you didn't even listen to the episode. Please don't come to a gunfight with a wet noodle my friend, just listen to the episode. But you know what, you know, that none of that stuff bothers me at all. In fact, I I love it. And I just, you know, I want to thank them like, yo, thank you. I know you think that you're coming here, you know, spreading all of your negativity, but all it does is bump me higher in the ratings and it helps the algorithm, which then gets the show in front of more and more people which is awesome because that means that the word of God gets in front of more and more people. And if there's controversy around an episode, then more people click on it. And guess what? That means that the gospel of Jesus Christ and the word of God is in more ears all around the world. And I couldn't be more pleased. As I've said multiple times, and I will say it again, I don't do this show for my glory or for my gratification. I do this show for the glory of God and for the good of people. And so what somebody is coming with their uh, their enemy fire coming on the the battlefield, someone coming to drop that negativity, whatever, um, you know, you know, what the enemy meant for evil, the Lord turns and uses it for good. And so anyway, I just want to thank those trolls because it's for the glory of God. And so uh, to all of you good people out there who are commenting on the posts, it helps boost it in the algorithms. More people then see it commenting, liking, sharing. And I just, I thank you guys. And um, every week, more and more listeners plug in to the remedy, the word of God. And it's so incredible, you guys, to see the map of listeners all around the world and growing every week. And 
you know, if you're new to the podcast this week, what's up? And you know what? Buckle up. (laughs) And if you're a longtime listener, friend, thank you for being amazing. And I love you all. You guys are so awesome. I love you with the love of the Lord. Today's show, we are going to get into some um, kind of more mature topics. So this show is not for kids, little kids, okay? Uh, any kids. I, I do not want to promote adult material to children. Those belong for adult eyes and adult ears only. And anything regarding adult material, please, parents, guard your children, please. Not just from me, but in life, guard them. The enemy is seeking whom he may devour, and your children are targets. Right now, your children are targets. They're targets through public school. They're targets through their cartoons. They are targets right now. The enemy wants the mind of your children. And so, when I do shows of sensitive nature, I want you to be aware because I know that families listen to my show and I have gotten letters from kids. Um, I have uh, heard from kids who listen to The Remedy and I love that. You guys, I love that. If you are um, a kid who is listening to my show, if you are a young adult who's listening to my show, I just want to give you a special shout out. Thank you for hiding the word of God in your heart because that will help you. The Bible says, I've hidden the word of God in my heart so that I might not sin against you, which is God. And thank you for hiding the word of God in your hearts. But that being said, parents, this show is not for younger ears. And this show is going to be a two-part series. Next week will be the conclusion of today's episode. It'll be the conclusion of this remedy. And this two-part show is called The Slippery Slope. And it's called A Slippery Slope for a few reasons. First, I'm going to be talking about different aspects of sexual immorality and just sex. And I don't want my show to be shocking or talking about sex for the sake of uh, promoting sexualness or Um, offend people, but let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's, you know, let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Anyway, I don't want to offend just for the sake of offending you guys, but sometimes the truth, the truth of God, God's truth is offensive. And if that's the case, then so be it. But know my heart. My heart isn't to bash anyone. Don't shoot the messenger. Okay. So with that being said, you guys, I am treading lightly, but also, what is that? What does that say? Walk softly, but carry a big stick. (laughs) Anyway, I saw this TikTok that broke my heart. I don't know this woman's name. I don't even know the name of her TikTok. I wish I did. And the person who shared it with me and the person who ultimately then shared this post, it wasn't from her original account. So And I couldn't find the rabbit trail that led back to her account. But she, the woman in this clip, she is a lesbian. And I know several people who live um, a homosexual lifestyle. I'm sure you do too, if you're listening to this. 
you might even be um, living a homosexual lifestyle and are a listener to this show, because I know in my demographics, some of my subscribed listeners are have listed themselves as gay and or people who are choosing to identify as, you know, non-binary. Okay, so I know that there are listeners that are listening maybe even to this show right now. And I have some people uh, even that I consider to be family that are very, very dear to me who are gay. And while they know clearly where I stand, which is on the Word of God and what the Word of God says surrounding relationships and sexual morality, my love for them as people and even as family, it doesn't change my love for them and as, as people. I love them. So when I saw this gal speaking, it touched me on a very human level. And uh, go ahead and listen to this clip from this woman. So here it is, the most unpopular opinion I'll ever do. I hope you guys duet and stitch and save or whatever you need to do to this because it's going to get down fast. If I would have understood when I was younger that fighting for my rights as a lesbian would mean allowing children to drag shows, attaching child molesters to our community, and allowing children to change their sex before they even know what their favorite color is. I would have never done it. Never. Isn't that heavy, you guys? I'm sure that she didn't foresee what was coming. I'm sure that she's telling the truth, that if she had known, she wouldn't have pushed the door open. Because having people who are sexually abusing children being lumped in with how she feels that she's to live her life, I've heard from those in close that actually many people in the gay community are horrified by this agenda that is being pushed. You know, you guys, I actually I saw a study one time, and it was a pretty extensive over many years study that showed that a huge number of homosexual adults actually had been sexually molested as uh, children and in childhood. And um, I think actually in the study, it was like 98% of, of the adults in this study had been molested as children. So I can only imagine that people that have endured that kind of abuse, having their abusers lumped into the same community is not only insulting, but in some ways, it's also traumatizing. But you guys, this is the problem. When you open the door of sexual perversion, it's a slippery slope. And before you know it, you have people with nothing but evil in their hearts walking through that open door as well. Look, sex and sexual relations, they were created by God. Sex in the confines of what God has created it for is incredible. 
God created Adam and God created Eve and those two fit together like Legos. (laughs) I'm not going to give an anatomy lesson here. We all know this is it's you know, it doesn't take a biologist. Stop it. Stop it with this garbage. Stop being brainwashed into that. I can't even handle this absolute lunacy that is happening right now. But it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that an Audi fits with an innie. That's it. Period. It's all Legos, you guys. But somewhere along the way, sexual perversion entered into our world. And of course, we know along the way, it was with Adam and Eve, they opened that door by disobeying what God said, which was, you don't want this knowledge. You don't want to let the knowledge of evil in. That's what he said to them. Don't eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they did. They disobeyed God and they ate of that tree and entered in the knowledge of good and also the knowledge of evil. And that's where the twisting of God's perfect design made its way into every aspect including the marriage bed, which is something incredibly beautiful. And if people are honest, you know, actually honest with themselves deep inside, you can see where I'm coming from here. It's, it's not just homosexuality that is sexually perverse. And I'm, you know, not using the term perverse in a derogatory way. I'm using it in its term of outside of what is normal. And I'm not here to just shine a spotlight on being gay. No, that's not what I'm doing. I'm here to turn the light on in the whole room of sexual immorality. I'm not just, you know, putting a beam of light on this one and everything else is okay. It ain't. All kinds of sexual promiscuity, I mean, sex outside of God's design, it's all selfishness and it's a lack of self control. And what it leads to, you guys, is perversion. It leads to broken hearts. It leads to things like STDs and people losing their lives. Um, You know, three little letters took him to his final resting place. You know what I'm saying? It it also leads us to this insane thing going on right now where women are screaming for the right to murder their own babies with Roe, you know, versus Wade and it being overturned. That is out of sexual immorality, sexual perversion, sexual promiscuity, anything outside of the perfection that God created, it creates these problems. And the slippery slope is when we start trying to normalize and accept living apart from God's perfect will. Well, you guys, you know, it's, it's okay just this once, you know, or maybe this line is okay in the sand, this will be okay, but you know, but then where is the next line in the sand? And where's the next line in the sand? And then once this is normalized, then what's the next one? And, you know, the goalposts of sin always just keep being moved in the direction that the enemy wants it to, which is to lead you away from God and his design for you. The goalpost, keep chasing after the next line and the next line and the next line in the sand. And before you know it, the line is standing before the gates of hell. I mean, in not in my lifetime, it was before my lifetime, but that time frame created me <laughs> and my brothers, but that's the sexual revolution, you know, in the 60s and the 70s, and it's the dawning of the age of Aquarius, you know, and all this free love and all that. That was a huge goalpost being moved. I mean, before that, of course, there was sexual sin. I'm not saying that people didn't get 
you know, in the backseat of a car and all that stuff. But it's not like what we're seeing now where, you know, people are so screwed up that it's uh, people are just so accepting of it that it's become normal. And it's become so accepted as a way of life. Fast forward 60 years and look where we are. I mean, women are protesting in the street to be able to murder their own babies instead of like taking a step back and saying, well, you know what? I don't want to be a mom. Maybe I should stop having sex while I don't want to have a child. I mean, you're not going to get pregnant if you don't have sex, period. It's not going to happen. It's not like it's on the wind or, you know, you're going to catch a cold. That's not how it happens. You know, more likely people are not going to stop having sex. I get it. You know, I'm just going to keep on, you know, with the um, sex songs here. But, you know, like in the words of George Michael, you know, sex is natural. Sex is, you know, fine. <laughs> sex is best when it's one on one. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. There's all these, you know, songs. And of course, pop culture is part of the moving of the gold, the goalposts. You know what I mean? I mean, all this stuff is racking around in my brain you know, uh, of all of these songs. And it's all part of the normalization of sin, right? But, you know, sex is is a thing that is real life. And to say, okay, we'll just be abstinent. Well, that's, that is the expectation until you're in a marriage relationship, but it's not always what happens with people. And so, if that's the case, then, you know, we have birth control, man. You know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, and yes, it's it, well, it's not always effective, Sarah, dude, if it's used correctly, it's like 99.8% effective. So, you know, just stop, just take you want you want, you know, hands off my body, my body, my choice, my body, my responsibility. Yeah, your body, your responsibility, go get yourself on birth control, take responsibility, before you lay down with somebody all of the responsibility. Don't put it on the other person. Don't say, oh, it's the dude or whatever. I mean, I just like, dude, if you want, you know, this bodily autonomy stuff, then be bodily autonomous and (laughs) say, oh, yeah, I'm taking responsibility for my body. Sorry, I'm just like, I'm so tired of women like giving away their power. You want to not give away your power, then don't. Then stand up and like, well, you know, he didn't want to wear a condom, then don't lay down with him. So what? Don't lay down with him. Come on now. (laughs) You know, you want bodily autonomy, be bodily autonomous. You know, the problem is, is that then we get into bodily autonomy when it's not just your body anymore. It's when we're dealing with the baby's body. And I know oh, it's just a clump of cells. So are you. We're all just a clump of cells, just in all different stages of human development. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I'm a middle aged clump of cells now. But, uh, you know, I digress anyway. But what happened to, you know, (laughs) self-control? Self-control is, you know, actually it's a fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's Galatians 5.22. It says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And, um, you know, it's just just mind-blowing to, if you watch these college debates where just women are just going bananas. And it's like, man, the argument of actual bodily autonomy is just seems to be lost. They're taking like no control over their life. And the only option in the world is to murder your baby. Like there's no other option. It's totally unreal. And, you know, now we've got monkeypox, you know, the monkeypox is spreading around. And if you didn't know, 
the vast majority of people who have been infected with monkeypox are gay men. I'm not saying all of them, maybe all of them. I'm not sure. I'm not the doctor. But the vast majority, it started in the UK at, you know, a gay men's rave because, again, sexually promiscuous or immoral behavior causing consequences. And although the mainstream media is (laughs) trying their best to make this you know, the midterm virus, you know, because midterms are coming and scare people into staying home and voting by mail so that, you know, then they can help these evil leaders steal yet another election. Oops, did I say that? (laughs) Anyway, (sighs) sexual perversion, you guys, it's not a new thing. It's actually all throughout time and history, biblically speaking, in Luke chapter 17, Jesus refers to, as in the days of Noah, which we've talked about last week even, but also he says, likewise, in in verse 28, likewise, he refers to the days of Lot. And I'm sure you've heard the term like, well, fire and brimstone, or, you know, yeah, like Sodom and Gomorrah. Those were places that were full of people that were living their lives without self-control. They were living their lives for their own pleasure completely apart from God's design for us, completely amoral in their hearts, total unrighteousness, if you will, you know, so much so that God knew what was in their hearts. And it says that there was only wickedness day and night is all that they they ruminated about. They didn't have the Holy Spirit in them. They didn't have morality, you know, the, the conviction of the Spirit, you know, kind of whispering in them like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. No, these people were like literally wickedness day and night. They'd given themselves completely over to their own lust of their flesh. And so, you know, God's wrath, throwback to last week's episode, wrath of God, you know, the rod of God. Anyway, the wrath of God rained down on the town Sodom and Gomorrah, completely destroying the whole place and everyone in it. And, you know, some people say, well, you know, Lot was saved because, you know, he was totally righteous, but, you know, he wasn't. I mean, Lot and his family, they were pretty messed up by the culture that they were living amongst as well. I mean, if you if you haven't read the story, it's in Genesis chapter 19, well, actually starts in chapter 18. About halfway down, you see Abraham and the Lord having these discussions about the destruction of these towns and the exchange that happens between them. And, um, you know, and it's kind of by Abraham's um, asking that Lot and his family be saved. But being raised in that culture, and, and what's happened to a lot of us is that, you know, our minds have been clouded by the culture that we've been raised around. And, you know, I mean, here, I've been able to give you just off the top of my head, all of these pop culture references to sexually immoral songs that you know, we all dance to and, you know, bump in the club to and, you know, bumping in our car. But if you stop and you listen to the lyrics, it's like, what? (laughs) There's actually like a whole like version of TikToks out there of people who are like listening to songs that they listened to as a teenager. But now that they're an adult and they kind of understand, you know, lyrics, they're like, yo, this song was dirty. I can't even believe I listened to this with my parents, you know? (laughs) And, uh, but if you think about it, those songs were rolling around in our brains and we were kids. And so that has groomed us in a way as people to live in a sexually promiscuous culture. And so the same is true of Lot and his family, Lot, his wife and his daughters. 
And um, I mean, I'm not going to read the whole story to you because if I do, this podcast is going to be forever long and it's already going to be two weeks worth. Okay. But (laughs) the story goes like this. I'm going to break it down. So Sodom and Gomorrah, totally, you know, depraved and all about sexually, you know, sexual immorality and people living for their own lusts and their flesh. Okay. So much so that God is going to destroy this place because it is just an abject, you know, wickedness. So um, anyway, God sends these two angels to come and not men, human men, but angels to destroy this city. And um, these angels go to Lot's house and well, they were actually in the town square, but then they went to Lot's house and the town men, men in the town saw them and went to Lot's house and banged on the door and said, bring out those angels and let us have sex with them. It says like, dude, what? And so, you know, these, you know, totally sex crazed men. And uh, anyway, so, and Lot says, no, you can't have these angels, but, you know, to try and get these sex crazed men to back off of the angels, he even offers his own daughters to them. It's just, it's a wild story, you guys. You can go ahead and read that. Ultimately, God saved him and his family because of Abraham. But I mean, you've heard about Lot's wife, you know, as they're fleeing, she turns back and God says, you know, don't turn back. That that's a mess back there. You don't want that. Don't turn back. And she turned back and she turned into a pillar of salt. You know, you've heard of this anyway. So, and then it goes on to even talk about, you know, what happens after that with Lot and his daughters. And I'm not even going to go there because, who boy, it is crazy. But that town was so crazy with sex. And, you know, here's these men wanting to have sex with these angel men. And it's just like... But And that's like, you know, it's normal. And instead of like, you know, Lot saying to these guys, hey, you know, get out of here. You guys are gross. He's like, oh, my gosh, I, I, I better give these men, you know, my daughters because, you know, that'll keep them, you know, off of trying to get these angels. It's just it's just a it's a crazy, wild story. And you're like, yikes, Sarah, <laughs> things are not like that here. Yeah. But also they kind of are aren't they? <laughs> anyway, you guys, we're we are watching the slippery slope that leads to towns like Sodom and Gomorrah. We're literally watching that with these, you know, pride parades and people, you know, running around and having sex behind dumpsters and kids are all around and kids are seeing this and parents are taking their kids to these things. And you guys, they're trying to normalize grooming of children and they're trying to normalize pedophilia. I mean, the LGBTQ mafia wants to, There, there's a whole group that are advocating for adding a P to that alphabet soup, the poison alphabet soup, in my opinion, but adding a P to it and the P is for pedophilia. <laughs> they're trying to normalize it. And that's where these, this, you know, this woman that we hear and, you know, what I've heard from a lot of people in the you know, gay community who are kind of behind the scenes are like, you know, we don't want that. We don't want this type of stuff. And it's like, man, if I would have known what opening the door would have brought, I wouldn't have opened the door. But that's what happens. It's the slippery slope. And we have adults, including doctors that are like, I mean, and and all these professionals that are, I mean, these people should be protecting children and should be standing up for, uh, you know, actual science (laughs) instead, you know, I don't know if you've watched Matt Walsh's What is a Woman, but 
We have whole medical doctors who have dedicated their entire careers to mutilating children and allowing children to mutilate themselves because these children have been groomed into this lifestyle. And then, you know, he goes to other cultures and the cultures are like, I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't happen here. It's not a thing. So it's not like, oh, this is just human nature and behavior. No, it's not. (laughs) It's literally being groomed. That's why it's happening in places in California and in Oregon in greater numbers than in other places that aren't allowing this in. But anyway, you know, places that are openly encouraging it. And we, you know, we have these doctors and these professionals that should be protecting children, but instead they're advocating for this depravity. And I can just, you know, hear some of you right now, like, Sarah, this is totally inflammatory. You know, what are you saying? You know, it's this, this is not really inclusive. You know, this is an inclusive talk, Sarah. I don't feel safe. This is not a safe. <laughs> You've come to the wrong podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm all about truth, and I am I am about speaking God's honest truth. And yes, I believe wholeheartedly that God, the creator of heaven and earth and everything in it, he gets the say on what is right and wrong. And I am not about being inclusive of sin, because, yo, open your eyes. You open the door to a little bit, and a lot is going to come in. I really, really respect Dr. Jordan Peterson, and I'm, I'm sure uh, maybe in the past couple of years, you have come to know who he is. A lot of people knew who he was before, but he's really kind of come into the forefront. The guy has a lot of wisdom. My mom has even likened it like, this guy's got the wisdom of Solomon. And it's um, been neat to kind of see his journey into recognizing and realizing who Jesus is. That's That's been really cool. But I saw this clip of Jordan Peterson, and someone had asked about inclusion. And, you know, this is what Jordan Peterson had to say. Just want to tolerate it and say this is fine. Tolerate what? Tolerate what? Castration and double mastectomies for 13-year-olds? No, seriously, man. That's that's crossed the line. That is not tolerance. That is an inexcusable silence on the part of the majority, the vast majority, who knows this to be wrong in the deepest possible sense. Most of the bloody Nazi propaganda that led to the extermination policies at the beginning of World War II were predicated initially on compassion and tolerance. So this whole, we're being compassionate and tolerant, it's like, no you're not. You're aiding and abetting the surgical mutilation of minors. That is not compassionate and it's not tolerant. You guys, this is a big, big subject. And Sexual immorality and sexual sin has affected so much of our lives. And it, I mean, basically almost every aspect of our lives and the world is spinning what seems to be out of control. That's why I'm cutting this into two parts. And so next week, there will actually be a special guest on the podcast sharing about yet another aspect of this sexual twisting that has taken over our world and messed up and ruined lives while being widely accepted as okay and celebrated. Just you wait, because we're going to be talking about pornography. This is really important stuff, you guys. It is messing up every aspect of our lives. We're seeing kids' lives be destroyed before us. We are seeing us barreling down that slippery slope to Sodom and Gomorrah. 
And if you are living in sexual sin in your life, I encourage you to pull back from it. I encourage you to step back and seek the Lord. I'm not telling you what to do with your life. I'm just encouraging you to, because, because I'm, not, I'm not your God. But Jesus is real. And he came to save that which was lost, which was us. And I just want to encourage you to seek the Lord. Because Jesus is coming back, and he's coming back so soon. And he is coming back. His day of coming back is closer today than it has ever been before. And in, in, in Luke, I mean, we see what Jesus said, that as in the days of Noah, as the days of Lot, that's when he's going to be coming back. And it says that even while people were going about with their lives, not even paying attention, that's when he comes. And we are living in that slippery slope sliding down to the times when he said that he would be back. You guys, we are fast approaching landing square in the middle of that depravity. So I want you to seek the Lord and and think about if you're living in that kind of lifestyle, how we can pull back from it. And until next week, you guys, I want you to stay in the word and I want you to stay on your knees before the King of Kings. And I want you to tune in next week because we're going to wrap it up. (laughs) I can go into all kinds of songs about wrapping it up and okay, we're not going there. You know, you know, you know. Okay, I love you guys. And until next week, peace.